your horse training questions answered. Answered. Welcome to the Carson James Podcast, your weekly boost of horsemanship. No jargon, no fluff, and no BS. Just natural, proven solutions that work. And now, here's Carson James. Hey, I'm Carson James, and we're going to go over what to do when your horse gets out of control. Now, the interesting part about this is, is asking what should I do when my horse starts bucking or bolting or running over top of me on the ground, etc. That's a lot like asking what if I'm going down the interstate and I drive into the oncoming lane and I have a head-on collision with a semi. Okay, see how it's before it happened that actually makes the difference. You know, as you're having the collision with the semi, there's not a lot that you can do. You know, it's more about learning how to stay in your lane, right? Okay, well, if we transfer this over to horses, I cannot tell you how many times people are swerving into the oncoming lane and they're not even realizing where that line is at on the road. Okay, so we're going to go over on the ground when you lose control of your horse and in the saddle when you lose control of your horse. And there's a few key things that most people miss that keeps them from being able to stay in their lane, so to speak. Okay, now on the ground, I would say the most common one is a lot of people feel that just because they can put the halter on their horse and lead him around, that he's halter broke and that he has good groundwork if he stands still to be bathed and clipped and have his feet done. Okay, what you got to understand is groundwork is being able to have refined control of your horse's feet through the end of the halter lead. Now, the greater the distance you can do that at and the more responsive the horse is getting, the lighter he's getting, the more advanced your groundwork is getting. So, Remember, groundwork is not a horse standing still to have things done to him. That's just a horse being gentle. Good groundwork is refined control of the feet. Now, one of the uh, one of the most common ones, probably the most important one to teach your horse right from the start, is to get him to where you can have him stop and back up by just barely wiggling the end of the lead. Now, this is a tool that needs to be built into any horse. Uh, no matter how long you've been riding him, his age or breed, background, anything. At a minimum, you need to be able to have that horse stop and back up pretty easily just by wiggling the lead or waving your hand or some kind of small signal. Okay, now uh, a few other things that are important on the ground is the horse needs to be able to stand still. And that's where you would utilize the previous we just talked about anytime he started to move you would just have him back up a little and then offer him a chance to stand again. Pretty quick, he would realize it's it's a lot less work to stand still instead of move around because every bit of movement that he initiates that you didn't ask for, you're going to just convert that into reverse motion and then give him a chance to stand again. So you're making it his idea to end up deciding to stand still and be okay with just kind of chilling out. Now let's there's now there's several other things too but those are probably the key components. Now let's move into the riding work. Okay, so the the few things that are absolutely critical that a lot of people don't do uh when expecting a horse to ride around normal and nice are 
they don't do fencing with the horse, meaning they never actually get that horse comfortable with a human being up above him. And a lot of the times you can spot these types of horses because when the rider goes to get on, they kind of raise their head and their expression gets a little bit almost like they're holding their breath. And they're kind of not really standing still because they're relaxed, but they're froze. And a lot of people miss the difference in that. And they're getting, they're basically getting on a ticking time bomb, so to speak. This is why you can hear stories about where they rode this horse for three, four, however many years and everything was fine. And then all of a sudden, well, see, that's the thing. They drifted into that oncoming lane without even realizing it. If everything was truly fine, there would not be an all of a sudden. See, uh, another one is uh, trotting and loping on a loose rein. So ideally, before any horse is ridden outside of a pen of some sort, he's going to be loped and trotted really, really fast on a loose rein. And he should look extremely comfortable with it. And the rider should be extremely comfortable with that as well. Otherwise, when you go outside of the pen, if fast was to happen, even if you didn't mean for it to, if fast happened, you actually don't know what that horse is going to do. You don't know what you're going to do. You don't know how your balance is going to be. Will you come off or will, will you be able to stay on, you know, et cetera. So, Getting the horse and rider comfortable with trotting really fast on a loose rein and loping on a loose rein in an arena or uh, a round pen, some kind of enclosed area. That needs to be the number one thing checked off the list before you would expect to ride that horse, especially outside of a pen, on a trail ride, anything like that, and uh, expect to be able to stay in your lane. Okay, now there are a couple things that are kind of accepted as general knowledge, but they can have trade-offs. And when you're, this is still when you're on the horse's back. Uh, one common method is if a horse bolts or bucks, bend their head around. Okay, now sometimes that can help, especially if the horse is just kind of crow hopping and not really bucking. What this does is when you overbend a horse's head, it's going to automatically cause him to disengage his hind end, meaning it's going to cause, if you bend him to the left, it's going to cause his butt to swing, off, to swing around to the right. So when a horse's hind end is disengaged, meaning his hind feet, instead of doing this, are doing this, crossing over in some form, it takes the power out of them to some regard, so to speak. Now, the trade-off with bending a horse around is it also kind of throws off their balance. There have been some stories of when a horse started bucking, the rider bended the head around and the horse actually fell over. Uh, and also for a horse that bolts, there are two things that can be a trade-off with this. Uh, same thing if a horse bolts, a lot of uh, a general accepted uh, terminology or thing to do is bend their head around. Okay, well, some horses have got it figured out to where they can have your nose or their nose touching the end of your toe, and they can still be at a dead run. Uh, another thing that can happen, once again, it throws off their balance. It, uh, it can make the horse fall onto his uh, leading outside shoulder. So if your horse is bolting and you bend him around to the left, it can cause him 
to fall and roll onto his front right shoulder, causing you to come off and probably roll the same. Now, another thing that this one isn't as common, but uh, I actually would probably do this one before bending their head around. And this is for when a horse is bolting. But what you do is you, you can do either one, but you're going to take your left rein and you're going to set it to where it's just tension with the horse's neck straight. And you're going to kind of lock your hand down on that rein. And then with your other rein, you're going to lift up and back. What this does is it causes the horse to tip his pole a little bit, which also causes him to break in his loins, which in a sense causes him to disengage the hind end, but not to the degree that he would lose his balance. So this is the one that I would prefer to do, but ultimately I would prefer to not be on a horse that would feel the need to bolt in the first place. See, can you guys kind of see how a lot better of a plan is to f change your focus and focus on improving your understanding, your communication, your timing, your clarity, etc. with your horse. Focus on learning how to read that horse and give him what he is telling you that he needs from you as the rider. You see how this is a way better thing to focus on than what to do if it happens because if you're focused on what to do if it happens, you're basically just putting all of your energy on how to put band-aids on things. If you focus on improving yourself and getting a deeper understanding of what makes that horse tick, you are learning how to build the type of horse to where those things never happen. Because everything, I just call them weird. Every weird thing that a horse does, abnormal, bucking, bolting, uh, buddy sour, rearing, etc., they are all from a lack of confidence, i.e. sureness or understanding from the horse. A horse is always going to do what he thinks is the best thing to do. So, see, a lot of people think desensitizing is the answer to fixing that. But desensitizing is meant to expose horses to objects that they are afraid of. It is not meant to give the horse confidence in himself and in his rider. There's a difference there, see? So focus on building the type of horse that is sure and confident and loose in his body, his feet, and his mind. All of those are unanimous, right? And you will not have to worry about dealing with horse problems because every problem that a horse has, or a better way to word it, every horse that has a problem with a human is because there is a lack of confidence and sureness and understanding there. So focus on treating the disease and you will notice the symptoms start to melt away completely on their own. This is going to help you out and it's going to make your life so much better and it's going to make your horse's life way, way, way better. So start thinking like that and you're going to see some change. You've been listening to the Carson James Podcast. Real, simple horsemanship. Subscribe now to get new questions answered every week.
If you enjoyed this week's podcast, drop us a review and share it with your horsey friends. 